People are robbing banks in Lebanon for their own money. Eminem reaches number one on the Hot Christian Songs chart. And Australians would like to see Steve Irwin on their money instead of a king. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast recorded inside a small closet in Los Angeles. People are robbing banks in Lebanon to take back their own money. Bank heists in Lebanon have become a growing trend. But these armed robbers storming into the banks are not stealing anyone else's money. They are just demanding access to their own savings account. They're demanding their own money, sometimes at gunpoint? What is going on over there? Let's find out on Weird AF News, guys. Instead of being prosecuted, the perpetrators have largely been allowed to remain free and have become folk heroes, believe it or not. These innocents have become increasingly common as Lebanon's economic crisis continues. Oh, I didn't know there was an economic crisis in Lebanon. Not surprising. There's an economic crisis all over the place right now. I'm having an economic crisis in this closet right now. It says here the local currency, which is called the Lebanese lira. Isn't that what they call the Italian currency as well? The lira? Um it says the lira has depreciated by more than 90% against the U.S. dollar on the black market, while the government's restrictions on how much money people can withdraw from their own bank accounts have also exacerbated the situation. So they've put a limit on how much money they can withdraw, and their money's worth shit now. So sad. It says here the Lebanese banks have gradually imposed draconian controls on bank deposits effectively locking millions of customers out of their foreign currency savings. Here's a quote from a uh, media person. Every time you want to withdraw money, it would be at a rate much lower than the market value. For example, if you want to withdraw $700, they gave you 200 So it's a de facto haircut. A haircut in economic terms means a reduction applied to the value of an asset. In this case, it refers to the bank's absurdly unfavorable exchange rate in Lebanese lira when people try to withdraw their cash. So how many bank robberies have there been so far as a result of this? Well, the first known case of someone forcibly getting their funds back was reported in January when a man held dozens of people hostage in eastern Lebanon after he was told he could not withdraw his foreign currency savings. Local media reported that the customer was, was eventually given some of his savings and surrendered to security forces. And then last month, an armed man also held employees and customers hostage at a Beirut bank after he was told he could not withdraw $200,000 from his account for his sick father's treatment. The man was cheered on by a crowd outside the bank. And now, this past Wednesday, another armed man entered a branch of Bank Med in Lebanon's mountain city of Ali and attempted to retrieve his savings. On the same day, a woman entered a BLOM bank in Beirut with what she later said was a toy gun. She entered the bank with other activists in order to retrieve money from her own account to fund hospital treatment for her cancer-stricken sister. She poured gasoline inside the bank branch and threatened to set it on fire if she did not receive her savings in full. But she only got $13,000 out of a total of $20,000. This is out of control when you have to rob a bank for your own monies. Um, I'm very fortunate that I live in a country where I don't have to do that. Not that I have a lot of monies, but 
Like, let's say I was, let's say the bank didn't want to release my $178 that I have, you know, I'd be very upset with that. Maybe I wanted to take advantage of a, a Chick-fil-A offer and they're holding up my funds, my Chick-fil-A funds. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I'm not going to pour gasoline on the place, but I might show them my privates until they give over my money. Well, let's see if we can wrap this weird story on a more optimistic note. We have here the Lebanon Minister of Economy and Trade. What is he doing to bring some relief to this situation? He says Lebanon is in need of a bailout. He's trying to get a bailout from the International Monetary Fund, but the country has to reform their financial sector pretty much entirely before that happens. Yeah, you need to reform your financial sector entirely if people are holding up banks for their own money. And the sooner that happens, the sooner you'll stop these dog day afternoon situations in the banks. Have you guys seen Dog Day Afternoon, the Sidney Lumet movie starring Al Pacino? Attica! Attica! Are you with me? Did I lose you? Come on, guys, watch some good movies. The rapper Eminem reaches number one on the Hot Christian Songs chart. That's right, the rapper Eminem has made his debut on the Billboard Hot Christian Songs chart. Never thought I'd see the day Eminem would be on the Hot Christian Songs chart. <laughs> Is he born again? What's going on with him? Maybe he's really struggling for money. I don't think so, though. So the rapper Eminem made his debut on the Billboard Hot Christian Songs chart because of his latest feature. He's got a verse on a popular gospel rap song featured on DJ Khaled's newest album. That's strange. I thought DJ Khaled was a Muslim, but he's making some gospel music. I'm very confused. Let's find out what's going on here. The article says Eminem is no stranger to reaching the top of the mainstream charts with his irreverent rap lyrics, including songs that hint at a desire to murder his ex-wife and extensively take narcotics. The 49-year-old critically acclaimed artist recently teamed up with Kanye West and DJ Khaled, who is a professing Muslim, for a remix of Kanye West's gospel song, Use This Gospel, which was originally from Kanye West's Jesus is King album. The remix appears on DJ Khaled's new studio album called God Did and was produced by Dr. Dre. Are we following all this? Yeah, rappers never seem to work alone. The days of musicians just writing songs alone are just over. It's always like there's 17 people on a track now. I don't even know who wrote the damn thing. Comedians can't do this. I got to do it all alone. I can't have a joke and feature another comedian on my joke, you know? It's a hard road being a comedian, really. I have to work harder than these rappers. It says, last week, the song Use This Gospel by DJ Khaled, featuring Kanye and Eminem, reached number one on the Billboard Hot Christian Songs chart. This is unbelievable, this DJ Khaled fella. This guy just puts out hits after hits, even in the Christian gospel sphere. I don't get it. I just don't get this guy's success. He, he takes old songs, remixes them, gets other rappers to be on it. And then in the beginning of the song, he'll just go, DJ Khaled. And then somewhere in the song, he'll be like, we the best, Jesus the best. And then it goes to number one. <laughs> I'm astounded. This guy's figured out a way to make tons of money doing the least amount of work possible. I'm very jealous. Here I am sweating in a closet for nothing. Okay. This makes this the first time that Eminem has... A made an appearance on this hot Christian songs chart in his 30-year career. 
And if you didn't know, Kanye West, who in recent years has professed to become a Christian, started the trend of secular rappers appearing on Billboard Christian charts with his 2019 album Jesus is King. Okay, so these secular rappers being on the Billboard Christian charts is not new. It was news to me. Uh, his album debuted at the peak of the top Christian albums and top gospel albums on the first week of release at the time. How many like real fans of gospel music were totally shocked uh, when they clicked on that playlist and a bunch of Kanye songs started popping up? <laughs> they must have been very shocked, I imagine. Now, in this particular track called Use This Gospel Remix, Eminem raps about the attacks of Satan and how God has been helping him. Let's play a little bit of this. The kingdom of demons are trembling, holy angels defending, and the father Oh, I really like that, actually. Eminem sounds good on there. He's still got it, man. He, I've always liked him very, very much. Doing the gospel thing. I'm okay with it. Now, in the past, Eminem used to call himself the rap god and... Turns out he used to pray before his shows in the early 2000s. We have a quote here from someone named Justin, who's the editor-in-chief of Rapzilla. He said, Well, it was shocking to see Eminem on a gospel rap track, of course. What was even more surprising to me is that he didn't say anything controversial or even blasphemous. He just rapped about God. And uh, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, it's a way for a lot of us to get into Christian songs, which in general um, are pretty bad, in my opinion. I mean, Jesus music overall is no bueno, right? It's, um, I mean, there's a lot of great songs out there, hardly any for Jesus. I mean, Santa has better songs than Jesus does. I mean, that, that Santa coming to town, that's a jam, man. I love that song. Australians really want Steve Irwin on their money. Australians have been suggesting iconic Aussie celebrities to replace the Queen on the country's banknotes, with zookeeper and national treasure Steve Irwin being a very popular choice. You guys know who Steve Irwin is? That famous crocodile hunter? He was very beloved, not just in Australia, but all over the world. I very much enjoyed his program. I thought he was just a lovable guy, you know? I didn't know this. Uh, the Queen is Australia's head of state, or was, and features on the country's currency. Following the Queen's death, the Australian National Bank announced the next day that King Charles III is going to appear on their $5 notes in the late monarch's place. The same goes for coins, which will be minted with King Charles's portrait as well. The image will face left, the opposite direction of his predecessor. Yeah. This change will not be implemented straight away, though. The coins will be circulated next year, and then the notes. Uh, Australian banknotes issued from 1913 retain their current legal tender status, according to the Reserve Bank of Australia. They're going to plan for an update to the $5 banknote design in due course. Creating the design for new banknotes is a complex process. It can take several years when a banknote is printed and when it is 
issued into circulation depending on demand from the public and the need to replace banknotes that have become worn out during regular circulation. Despite all these plans with the new banknotes, it hasn't stopped calls from Aussies for a different face to appear on their country's cash. And the late Steve Irwin seems to be the most requested name. Steve Irwin, otherwise known as the Crocodile Hunter, major celebrity. He died in September 2006, unfortunately, after he was struck in the chest by a stingray. Irwin was always getting up close with nature, much more close than I was comfortable watching. He would get up next to just about anything, usually with teeth. And he'd be like, don't get any nearer. He might bite. And then it would bite him. Uh, fascinating man. Very daring. Quite intelligent as well. I've seen him in interviews before. That dude was legit, man. I would also want him on my cash rather than some stuffy old monarch. Ugh, gross. Other suggestions for faces on the banknote have included Dame Edna and Australian sitcom characters Kath and Kim, which are fictional characters from my understanding hilarious people in australia would rather have fictional characters on their banknotes rather than a monarch so would i a monarch still existing in 2022 what silly cultural behavior a monarch come on now what the hell does a monarch even do anymore they just sit around and drink martinis make like four outfit changes a day just useless individuals I am all for having fictional characters or Mr. Irwin on the banknotes. What do you guys think? Any Aussies listening to this? Yay! Oh, I couldn't be more excited to get to the outro. That way I can get to listening to some Christian hot billboard music. See what they're doing in that space. Very curious. <laughs> I want to thank everyone who sent me articles. Tomorrow is Florida Friday, so do not hesitate, my loyal listeners to sending me any weird Florida stories that you've come across lately. My email is funnyjones at gmail.com. I'm going to publish a phone call I got from Nigeria at the end of this. And if you guys would like to call the show, it's 646-450-2012. Love to hear from my Aussies, baby. That would be pretty sweet. Um, what else? Well, if you'd like to support the show, you can leave a review or tell a friend about Weird AF News. Spread the word a little bit. If you... Uh, want to support me with a couple ducats a month, you can join the Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdafnews, or go to weirdafnews.com and click on the Patreon banner. You can also buy me coffee off the website as well. It's right there also on the homepage of the official website, weirdafnews.com. I appreciate you as always, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow for Florida Friday. How about that? I'm very excited. I am Funde Ishmaqua from Nigeria, and I call because of the story that you read that I write the other day about thousands of donkey penises that were sent from Africa to Hong Kong. And you read story and say, thousands of penises, and you say, should I be saying peni is plural of penises, peni? No articles say penises because that is the correct plural of the word penis. If the plural of penis is peni, then article would have said peni. I understand you try to make joke maybe, but I take my work very seriously. 
Also, you make jokes saying, writer of this article missed a chance to make pun by saying the sacks contained thousands of penises. And you say he could have said sacks of sacks. No. The sacks did not contain donkey scrotum. They did not contain donkey testicles. If there was scrotum in there, then you could say sacks of sacks. But there were only donkey penises. If there were only penises, you could say sacks of shafts, sacks of dongs, sacks of rods, but not sacks of sacks because no scrotum. Okay, <laughs> Jonesy, I make comedy for you, but a writer's work is very serious, and you should know this as a creator. Don't mess with another writer's words. Okay, okay. I tell you, I listen to your podcast every day, and I laugh all the time because it's very, very funny. I'm, I listen. I love your show. I love you, Jonesy. We love you here in Nigeria. But if I want to make a joke to you, I could say, Ah, Jonesy, you are an ass. You are not a donkey, but a mule, because you are sterilized like a mule. They cannot reproduce. <laughs> anyway, I said to you, Jonesy, because I listen to your show and I know these things. Good luck with your life, man.